Hello, this is Chris O'Regan, and you're listening to The Sausage Factory. This is episode 236 of The Sausage Factory. In this episode, I talk to Hannes Ram of Cuddle Monster Games about their arcade adventure roguelike, Hell is Other Demons. But before we delve into that, let's find out what else is under Kane and Rince's vast umbrella. On Monday, we have Kane and Rince itself. It's featuring Dino Crisis. At least it would be if you're under the Patreon subscription, because that's when it kicks in for this week. Last week would be, um, let me see, Fury? Hmm. But as it may, comes out every Monday. It's great. It's like a book club, only for video games. Brilliant. Then on Wednesday we have Sound of Play, where we celebrate scores of video games. And I'm not meaning the scores as in Metacritic. No, that joke. I'll never let go of that joke. I won't. I won't. Um, no, I'm talking about musical scores. and Which this show also celebrates, if you're... Uh, keen on the ear and a regular listener you'll notice that after I've stopped finishing talking now then there'll be some music from the game we're about to talk about which is hell is other demons then on Thursday we have playwright we have two people called Ryan making up games based on ideas thrown at them from their listenership it's quite excellent highly highly recommend it and of course on Fridays is the sausage factory which you're listening to right now so you probably know that already so yay if you want to know more about Cane and Rinse, what we do, you can pop along to caneandrinse.com where you'll find not only archives of the podcast I've just mentioned, but also blogs, previews, features, and a lively forum. So do pop along there to caneandrinse.com. We also have a Twitch stream. Uh, I have do two Twitch streams at the moment. Um, Thursday evenings, uh, I play... Uh, Sea of Thieves, it's called HMS Cane and Rinse, and for an hour on Thursday at 9pm British Summer Time or Greenwich Mean Time, depending on which time of year it is and normally Darren Gargett and Carl Moon join me as well, if they can actually be around, if they're not, that's cool uh, this last episode I actually was um, actually by the time you listen to this we should be a full crew, but anyway, I actually did a solo, uh, which is quite interesting to play a game. It's so multiplayer focused, you can actually play the game solo as well, so it's quite interesting. And on Sundays, I do a variety show where I stream games. Sometimes I stream games that are related to this show, or indeed Kane and Rinse. This week, I'm actually streaming um, Hell is Other Demons, so you can actually have a look at me playing the game we're going to be talking about this week. Now, if you want to chuck us some coin, you can, by all means. Um, that's great. Really, really, really appreciative uh, Appreciative if you do. Uh, you can go to patreon.com and subscribe. If you give us one US dollar a month, you'll get extra content. you get extra podcasts, a monthly exclusive podcast. You also get the Cane and episode one week early. Hence the confusion earlier on with me announcing that on what game we're talking about this week on Cane and Rinse. So... And also the extended versions, by the way. So, yes, so one US dollar a month, and you get all of that extra stuff. 
and you get the platform specials as well i just recorded the amiga platform special which will be out very very soon bit of a monster one that because that platform is a bit of a monster too i'm just saying but enough about that let us move on to listen to past me talk to hannes about hell is other demons take it away me from the past hannes hey who are you and what do you do Oh, I'm uh, I'm some some kind of game developer, I think. Uh, hey. Yeah, I'm a I'm a guy from Sweden, young shipping Sweden. I'm uh, a little bit on the heavy side, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, got, I got a little bit of a beard going. I made a game called uh, called Hell is Other Demons. It's a brilliant title. You think so? I just, I just, it's just that that phrase, you know, Hell is Other People, like. And then you realise that well, what about demons? And how do they get on with other demons? <laughs> well, they don't, yeah. do they? That's the well, point. Well, in this particular game, they don't because one, yeah, yeah. There, there, there might there might be something behind that, like disarray there. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Let's not go there because that's spoiler territory. But yeah, ah. stuff happens. Things are said. Uh, yeah. Things are, things are blown up. <laughs> A lot. Yeah. There's a mind control on. going on, and yeah. And yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But before we delve into that, I want to ask you the second question, which is, how did you make your start making flashy, lighty video games? Oof. Yeah. I like. I, I started really in the the early '90s on the on the C64. Uh, so I've always like from 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 childs. Uh, what do you say? Like uh, uh, w- when I was a child, mm, yeah, <laughs> uh, I got my first computer and uh, I started playing games. And then I just like, hmm, you can actually put things on the screen and move them around when you push buttons. And it's also uh, like a Commodore sixty four, which has a dirty great keyboard in front of you. And yeah, like, yeah. Maybe I can press one or two of these and put some peeks and pokes in. <laughs> exactly, poke. What is it? Five three. Yeah. Eight, whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. Look at uh, the memory address, change the memory address, and then all of a sudden your screen goes green as opposed to blue. Yeah, <laughs> it's that's amazing. awesome. It's amazing. The worst yeah. basic ever. Ah, <laughs> uh, for sure. There was a, but but like it, it was very cool. I didn't have to like download or and install the program. It was just oh, there. I could just, just there. ten print whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty go to ten go and to it, go to ten and then there's your name up in lights repeatedly until you hit run stop. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and that that was a magical time. Um, it was, yeah. th- things that are so uh, complicated now. But I start. I, that's how I started. I I just made these. Uh, there was this manual that came with the C sixty four, which had a program where you could like uh, hack in. Uh, the sprite of a balloon with a C, you know, the Commodore logo on it. And you could move it with uh, some keys on the keyboard. And that was, that was just like magic to me that, that, you could, that you could do that. And you could change the color and you could make it collide with the walls. And you could make it bounce. It was just uh, a really cool time. You could, could make sounds with it. Um, oh, yeah, so that- wow, you could on a C64. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Sid chip. <laughs> the Sid chip. That's not. Oh, steady. Pure magic. <laughs> well, I mean, that, I was, you know, musicians to this day doff their cap to that chip. It was for it was sure. An, it was an accidental thing. Like we don't know what we have made here, but it seems to be not just a. Because previously it was just, and the chips were generally the Atari chips. I mean, the, the Atari eight bits. They were really good at sound, but not not. I mean, they had custom chips, but they're not. Nowhere near as good as the SIP because there was there was an approximation of notes. It wasn't actual notes. Whereas the SID chip actually produces actual notes. Yeah. There you go. Now we're getting into the weeds uh of the of the C sixty four here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a good yeah. start. So that's where you, yeah. that's where you made your your sort of faltering steps towards video yeah, game so, creation. Yeah, so that that made me a computer nerd, and then I continued on that track a little bit. I, I dabbled in like 3D, uh, 3D Studio Max on a somewhat uh, 
you know, shady copy uh, for a couple of years. And then I uh, made some Flash games with a buddy of mine. Uh, and yeah, I just just took it from there, really. And then a couple of years ago, I just thought, time to time to put this old dream of mine into uh, into effect somehow. Um, yeah. So, so that, that's, that's how, how I started. So you're working in, I'm assuming, the computing field in some field, you were saying. Yeah, well, I was an, uh, at an ad agency. So I did a lot of like graphic design and um, a little bit of website programming uh, stuff. And yeah, a little bit of IT, a little bit of, a little bit of everything. It's just, uh, I'm that kind of, you know, jack of all trades, master of none kind of person. Mm. Okay. Um, but then yeah. decided uh, enough of this corporate life. Let's just make make fidget game. Yeah. So 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 I worked, I worked there for a while, and then I for a while, and that was like ten years. And then I I got really tired of it, uh, and and it, I took another job at a telecom company uh, with a buddy of mine. Uh, we started up an office in in our hometown town of Yonchiping. And that was great fun for like three years, and then they uh, got bought up, and they had this whole thing which, where they would like consolidate different offices, and uh, our office was on the shopping block, uh, so they wanted us to move down to Malmo and continue working, but uh, we weren't really uh, sold on that idea. So, so I said, yeah, I'll I'll continue on as a consultant in a, in a transitionary period and then i i'll start my game company um so i financed like the first year with uh consulting stuff for for my previous employer that was really pushing me to do that thing that i really wanted to do nice uh, for a long time so okay yeah that's, that's great founding and it's a, it's a common story we hear on this show and uh well done again not being patronizing but for making that step and also Finishing hell is other demons because again for someone to say oh well done for finishing the thing thing you do like yeah making <laughs> games is really 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 hard and the, yeah, the, the yeah. cliche of the last ten percent is ninety percent of the work is true you know um, yeah. I'm sure you'd love to have a situation where you get to a point where you go well they could just run a script it'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, I, um, I just call the API function finish yeah, the game. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Just call that. You'll be fine. Yeah. You There's a button in Unity for that <laughs> these days. So it's called Polish. It's it's in the menu somewhere. It's somewhere. Yeah. It's a big button. Yeah. yeah. You know, just basically compile there. Done. Anyway, um, so as a creator of things, which you are now, whether you like it or not, you've created this thing. So I have to ask you this question. What do you believe is your biggest influences or influence, if it's singular? Uh, oh, dear. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a big one. I, like, that, I, I, I couldn't single it out to like 100 things, I think. Yeah. I, I, I pull in different, different, uh, different influences for, for everything. It could be music or movies or, or whatever. But like... If if we're narrowing it down a little bit for for Hell is of the Demons, there is a couple of games that that were really influential. Okay, uh, uh, so you might have seen and guessed that Downwell was one oh, of yes. the influences. There's also a game called called Devil Daggers mm -hmm. uh, that was very influential from the beginning. So there's a couple of mechanics from both those games that you could probably like guess that that I, I've looked at. Uh, so so yeah, and that. I mean, the original idea, and it's not very much like that game, but there's a game called uh, I Want to Be the Boshi, uh, that a streamer that we used to religiously watch, uh, a Swedish streamer uh, called Bita Tulkafet. Uh, and he, he, uh, he used to play this really hard platformer game. He played some bosses there, and I was just like, hmm, that looks, that looks like there could be a game in there. So I... I there, there are parts of that game too in in Hellas of the Demons. Um, yeah, I don't know if that that is like <laughs> too wide or too narrow. Or yeah, there's also 
very dark humour <laughs> laced throughout <laughs> the game. Uh, I'm not sure where that's coming from, from, but uh, no, it's uh, it's there's uh, an, an element of uh, oh you failed, oh well, <laughs> mind, you know, bound to happen, wasn't it really? But yeah. uh, you know, you're, it counts your attempts at every level and how much you know crystals you have and that kind of thing. It's all, but it's all. There's, there's definitely a sense of very dry sense of humour running through the game, which is lovely. But yeah, I, suspect, yeah I think I think that's just something within you. You're not necessarily inspired by your own humour. It's just what you deliver. I'm like, there you go. It's a thing. Yeah. Here's a here's a little dude with a gun that's twice as big as him shooting stuff. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know where that comes from, but it's probably like your uh, countrymen. Like, uh, there's a little bit of uh, Monty Python in my my humor, uh, or like my tone. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Best not to think about it and just accept it for what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep so, that wraps. Next question, and this one might be a little bit tough because. If you think the last one was bad, this one, you might hurt people's feelings because you might leave someone out. For the question is this. What developer do you most admire in the industry and why? Oof. Uh, that's hard. I don't, I don't like... On a, I don't know very many people in the industry on a uh, like on a personal level. Okay, I'm sort of, I'm sort so of outside that, of it. So you can avoid the, yeah, so the I don't think I'll hurt thing. anyone's feelings. Yeah. No, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I really like designers that are have these really, and I'm not like this myself, but that have these really clean uh, designs, like. Ujiro Fumoto from from Down uh, Downwell uh, fame. He has this. Everything just clicks together so nicely. Uh, everything has this like almost dual purpose thing. So you jump and you shoot. And when you uh, uh, yeah, uh, the way the way the shops work and h- how all the like the gem high works and mm-hmm. all those kinds of nice interlocking systems. I really admire that kind of thing. So. Uh, Mopin or uh, Ojiro had had the pleasure of meeting at GDC. Uh, is definitely up there with, uh, with with like interesting stuff. And then also like uh, Rami and JW from 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 Vlambeer have the same kind of clean uh, design feels. I think uh, so. Yeah, th- those for sure. But. There, there's probably more that I'm forgetting. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. It's this great selection, and uh, yeah, props to to, to them. Is uh, they are very very talented, and uh, and rightly should be uh, sort of held up and said, "Yep, you keep on doing what you're doing. Thanks yep. for that." And that's that's the, really the premise of that. And also, I do like that question because it indicates you're not living in a bubble. I uh, I try to keep updated yeah. a little bit. <laughs> And I try to have time to play other games, but that, yeah. that's like a struggle sometimes. Indeed. Speaking of other games, you've always yeah. read the next question, because yes. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, I know. We have to ask this question, because it's a podcast about video games. So I've got to ask it. What are you playing right now? Uh, the only... Like, I'm... Yeah. Yeah. The, the state the state I'm in right now is... Yes. So I, I sort of finished Hells of the Demons. I'm going to work on some... Uh, some updates for it coming soon. Uh, but in the meanwhile, I'm starting to make a lot of prototypes. Of course. So yeah, so, so I've been playing a lot of my own stuff. Uh, that, that's what I'm playing mostly right now. But the only other game that I'm kind of dipping my feet in right now is World of Warcraft. Believe it or not. Uh, Ooh, is it the is it the regular version or the classic version? Oh, I'm inspired by the classic version, but I'm not in the beta. So, 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 so yeah, I've been watching streams, and I, I just oh, I resubbed, and I I'm out there hunting boar again. Uh, so I, I don't know what that is, but it actually spawned a couple of ideas for for games for me, and it, it's so hard. Like I don't know if that is a game designer's curse or anything, but I'm I always kind of play games and and. Tr- get inspired and then i open up unity instead of uh, like playing a lot lot more mm. uh 
and I and I uh, yeah had some ideas that that are spawned from from my uh, return to World of Warcraft, which is like if you're talking about like clean designs, uh, that game has a lot of systems uh, that may, may or may not be super super connected, uh, but it also has some some kind of smart stuff with the class design. Which I know a lot of people don't like, but I haven't gotten tired of it yet. So, so maybe I, I I'm, I'm a little bit, uh, yeah. I, I haven't, uh, haven't gone. Yeah, I don't know how to say it in English. <laughs> right. Um, for me, uh, I, I'm a huge fan of World of Warcraft. As regular listeners will know. In fact, I'd like to point out, listeners, it's the guest who said it this time, not me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, one of my personal favorite memories is taking down the Therian. The oh, dragon. and when it was forty man raids, not the twenty five that exists now, and it's me, thirty nine others, and um, interesting little cultural fact for you: the um, because it was a European sort of English server, it was made up of basically British people and the Scandinavians like yourself, mm-hmm. and uh, we had Danish and Swedish people, and I didn't know at the time, but there's there's some conflict between the <laughs> fine nations, um, uh, delicately says, and uh, the main tank was was Swedish, and the raid leader was Danish. And then they would hurl abuse at each other <laughs> in the name of their respective nations. <laughs> and oh. it was, yes, yes. Sorry to drag you into that. No, it was the <laughs> Danish fellow yelling, just hit a useless Viking or something like that. It was... Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, we got... It's mostly friendly, though. It is. Uh, it we really love was. our neighbours, both the, both the, the yeah. Nord... Norwegians and the, the Danish, I, but I just found it very amusing that they decided. And all the British people go, "What's going on? <laughs> What's, why are they so? What? Why is he?" And he was saying it all in English, of course, because you know the whole raid had to be commanded in English. But <laughs> it was, I've, yeah, it was very amusing. So there's there's yeah. a little thing that I learned yeah. that the uh, historical. The rift between your two nations, which thankfully is healed, it's been got there's past past history. But yes, wow, we, I thought the British would get the French were bad, but wow, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, interesting stuff. But no, World of Warcraft, fantastic game. Uh, uh, still have a huge amount of time for it to this day, and Blizzard should be congratulated for what they have created. And many yep. people have tried to mimic, mimic and failed, sadly. So uh, they haven't mm. got that magic. I don't know what it is they do, but uh, they know what they're doing. They know, and they have the courage of their convictions. They know that when they they could work on something for decades and realise that it's not working, and they throw it in the bin. But, uh, yeah, not gonna, we're not doing this. That's really? yeah. Here's Overwatch instead. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder what happened there. I guess we'll never know what Titan was. We'll never know exactly. what Titan was. But we do know what hell is other demons is because we're now, because that's the end of the first half, see, well done, we made it. Very good. Yes, so now we're going to the second half where we delve deep into hell is other
first question. Maybe this is all no. Is it no question? It's a kind and gentle request. We cannot okay. talk about Hellas other demons until we know what it is. So please, please tell us what is it. Ah, it's a it's a bullet hell platformer. Uh, it's got four glorious bold colors. Uh, it's got a smashing soundtrack. Uh, like a dark synth wavy pumping soundtrack, and it's got those bleeps and bloops uh, off off the old uh, old style. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a reflex heavy um, jump and shoot game. Um, yeah, pixel and art. It's <laughs> very very fast. By the way, we didn't mention that, but it really fluid movement. And a very yeah. gentle camera, though, so you don't get too sort of nauseous. Yeah, the, very, yeah. The, the the game is comprised of like a bunch of these vertically scrolling uh, arenas. So there's no like side scrolling in the game, but you can jump up and down a little bit, and then you shoot, shoot demons and you pick up their uh, their loot, their uh, the gems that that, yeah. that they they have inside of them, and then you can use your gems to do stuff to buy things. Buy things, buy weapons, buy upgrades, and uh, whip them. Yep, yeah, shopping. It's, it's, it's lots of shopping uh, and killing and jumping on heads of things to yes. get to other platforms. Stomping, brilliant. Stomping is great. Uh, kind of requires a controller to play. Is uh, is available on PC and and Switch at the moment. Uh, yep. And uh, yeah, but we'll talk about that later because here's your first design question. Brace yourself. Like I said, it starts easy, but it gets worse. So there's a tutorial in Helen's Other Demons, and uh, it does teach you the basics. You know, basic movement, firing, dashing. Dashing's big. If you don't dash, you'll die, probably. Yep. Maybe not, but you probably well, will. <laughs> it sure helps. It sure say that. helps. Yeah. But I just want to ask, at what point did you, when you were designing those tutorials, or the tutorial, at what point did you reach the cutoff point? Because for me, that tells you, the tutorial tells you just enough for you to understand how to play it, how to play Helly's Other Demons, but it doesn't tell you at all, really, how to <laughs> get better at it. That The only way to do that is to actually play. How did you, when you were designing that, find that cutoff point? Because I think you oh. hit it really well, but tell me, how do you find it? Um, that's a really good question <laughs> that I don't have a really good answer to. Um, I like, like, I I could have put in more stuff in there, uh, but I, I think there's a little, little bit of legacy in there too because. Back in the days, you would have to buy like the game. The game is a couple of levels, and then uh, you find a shop, and you can buy things in the shop. Um, so the better you do, the more uh, more demons you kill, the more money you have, and then the more stuff you can buy. So the beginning of the game actually used to be uh, you started without a lot of the abilities you have when you start the game now. So for example, you couldn't stomp enemies, you couldn't double jump, you definitely couldn't dash. Uh, and then when you unlock the dash, you couldn't dash through things. And then uh, then you could buy the ghost dash, as it's called in code, where, where you could actually dash through bullets and enemies and stuff. So what happened was that I had that sort of a like a tutorial. So you, you played a little bit, and then you got to the shop and you found, oh, I can buy, I can buy double jump. That sounds good. So 500. Uh, I buy that. I play again, and then I double jump. And then mm, it would be nice to be able to... Uh, jump on top of enemies to to kind of uh, kind of stomp on them and, and kill them that way. Uh, I went into the shop and buy that. Um, so I think what happened was that I noticed that the game wasn't very fun without those things, and I then I just uh, put those things in the uh, like um, you got those things from from the beginning, and then uh, that kind of made me think, oh, now that you have all those things. I just 
have to make some kind of other tutorial for for learning or for teaching you some of those those things. Mostly, it's the dashing and the that you can, you can dash through enemies, and also there's the the ultimate mechanic. Uh, yeah, so so it's it's sort of something that came from legacy decisions and changes to to the design. So uh, I I guess I guess I would like to have a really smart like. I did it by testing with a hundred people or something like that. But really it's, it's just uh, what came out of merging some of the upgrades into the base kit of the, uh, the player and, and having, having you uh, learn through that. I'm not sure if that makes sense to any point, but that's probably what happened. No, it makes perfect sense. I just want to draw out exactly how that sounds like to me is a very organic thing rather than a, mechanically plotted out thing it was like okay yeah. this, and then as 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 because uh, i'm not going to go into that argument about games should be fun because it's a whole can mm. of worms we don't know open but you your your barometer was definitely oh well is this engaging is this in the it's you know am i entertained to quote uh, a yeah certain film. and uh you weren't you are frustrated and you know, that's the, that's a great sort of struggle isn't it at what point do you make a game that's um you know it's not your it's the when you fail it's always the player's fault it shouldn't be because of a fundamental design flaw uh that makes it difficult um and uh, there's many older games uh, from from a uh, period that we were talking about made from reference to the C64 era and the, the 80s when they were just sort of making their, finding their way and uh, some games were just profoundly unfair. But, yeah. You know, yeah, and it was just like, what's that? That's How am I, how was I supposed to know those spikes were going to appear out of nowhere? Well, I know now. <laughs> that's not yeah. good, is it? Trial and error. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's good. good. Great design. Yeah, thumbs up. Yay. No clue. I mean, I mean, I mean there, there are games that do that well. Uh, yeah. Like... Like the game uh, I mentioned as an inspiration, like I want to be the Boshi, or mm-hmm. uh, I think the the original was called I want to be the guy, mm-hmm. and it's just like everything kills you. Like there there are apples on the trees, and you run into them, uh, and then you die because you shouldn't p- pick things up in this game. And then okay, so so I, I just pass underneath them, then they fall down and kill you, uh, and then you reach the end of that, and then the the platform disappears, and you fall into a pit of spikes. Uh, so, so I mean, that's also <laughs> a way of making games. Yeah. Uh, but, but with Hellas of the Demons, I've always uh, struggled to, or uh, strived towards uh, both those things, I guess, uh, to keep it fair and, and to not have too many uh, unfair. Uh, it's it's almost like bugs, like when when you take damage when you shouldn't. Uh, or uh, when 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 the controls don't feel like they move like they should, I put a lot of effort into uh, kind of okay. So if you jump when while you're dashing, you're actually canceling the dash, and you can you can dive out of uh, out of a dash too, and, and all those kinds of things where um, where you would feel it would be unfair if 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 you couldn't, like if you were trying to dash through an enemy and uh but you feel like okay i'm not gonna make it then you can you can dive out before before you're hitting the enemy uh it's a, it's not a hundred percent on the on the fairness but uh there, there are some enemies that can sort of uh what should i say they, they can damage you when when you're stomping on them and it's it's like a one in a 500 or something like that 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 uh, and that really takes you out, and that, um, that's something I'm working on. Okay. Speaking um, of stomping on things, mm-hmm. uh, the landing of the heads, the stomping of the demons, does in I think all cases. I'm not going to go there. Most cases, maybe eventually kills them. Yeah. How did this mechanic come about? Was it always there? Was it something you added later? And you know, what is it? about what is that? How did, where did that come from? Uh, yeah, that is probably just me thinking it's a platformer and, uh, just like Super Mario, you should be able to bounce on, on Goombas. Uh, so, so yeah, originally I, I mentioned that, that it was actually an upgrade you had to buy. Mm. Uh, 
but it was it felt so integral to the gameplay that I that I put it in the base kit uh eventually so yeah uh it, it's been there from the very beginning the game the game like I started working on the game it must be uh it's over two and a half years ago um so a lot of things have have changed during the, the during the development, but stumping has always like it, it. It was always the plan for 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 that to be in there, and and yeah, the inspirations are all all the other platformers where you could stomp on enemies. Uh, I've tweaked it a lot, like the the amount of bounce back you get, and uh, if you should be able to do your double jump after you uh, stomped on enemies. Um, yeah, but. It's it's uh it, it feels really integral to to the way you play the game. Yeah, and I just find it fascinating that you use enemies as platforms. You know, yeah, it's just wonderful. Like uh, I know you said Mario's thing, but being European, British, and stuff, I was I was brought up on very different kind of platformers, and enemies are just there to destroy, not to help you get to another platform. <laughs> you know, you don't, if you jumped on uh, an enemy in a, in a European platformer, you know. Before you know Mario arrived, you, you die. That's just how it works. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just love the fact that you can get from one end of the map to the other by stomping on something. <laughs> it's just wonderful. So yeah, thanks for that. It's cool. Cool, cool. The next question is: You have this um, ultimate weapon mm. which you can use when you get a certain amount of crystals, as you say, and. For me, this weapon suffers from something I call the BFG syndrome. Yes. <laughs> you know exactly what I mean. Oh, yeah. BFG syndrome, um, regular listeners will know, it basically means you get an awesome weapon with very little ammo. In this case, only one shot. <laughs> mm. And uh, you don't know when to fire it. You just don't know. Sometimes yeah. you never fire it at all. But it does cause massive damage. Now, um, how do you over? How do you believe the designed Hell is of the Demons in such a way that the BFG or your big sort of gun, your big sort of weapon, doesn't suffer from this malady? How do you think you encourage the player? Like, look, you got this thing. <laughs> You've earned the right to use it. Go on, then. You know, just just whenever you know. What do you think the game does to encourage its their use, if it does at all? Do you think? Yeah, I, I think it actually that is one of the big flaws in the design. I think uh, of the game because th- th- there there there's a multiple variables around that 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 don't quite work. Like if you play the game as as I play it, like. I know when there is a big wave of enemies and I know when the wizard comes. Uh, then I save up for that and then then I do that. But what, I, what I've found that a lot of people do is that they don't remember using it and they can clear the levels without it. And then quite quite soon they will unequip that because that takes up a slot in the, in the equipment, equipment load. Uh, and... Uh, and they forget about it, and then they have a miserable time some levels later, because it becomes really hard <laughs> when it you does. don't have it, and it and, and you yeah. don't you don't know. Uh, uh. So <laughs> there there's a bunch of things I've tried. It used to be uh, that you picked up gems to charge up your um, your ultimate power. So it used to have a little bit little bit of a meter. So you charge it up, and then maybe you had one or two charges, and you charge it up by picking up gems. Um, and some people told me that it was kind of hard to know what what it was that that charged it up, or they didn't players didn't connect the gem pickup with the ultimate because it was sort of a weird thing. So I switched out that system to uh, that randomly or pseudo-randomly, um, an, an ultimate charge would drop from an enemy. So that's a spe- special like item you, you pick up. And then you, I have this big um, big thing to, uh, um, like an effect around it. Uh, and um, yeah, 
and a, a glow around you when you pick, pick that up. And then I pulsate the glow around, at least I do now after, after a couple of updates, around the icon of the, of the ultimate up in, uh, up in the corner, which I also added like post or re-added, <laughs> I should say. Um, yeah, so, so I try, the first obstacle is just trying to remember, uh, trying to make the people, uh, the players remember that you actually have an ultimate. So even that, like I, I show it in the, in the tutorial, but people don't really pay attention and there's so much things going on. So the first obstacle is, okay, how, how can I make people know that they, they have an ultimate charge and which button it is? So things I've added is like a, a button prompt and the, the icon and a glow and a sound effect and, and uh, a pulsating of the, the icon and, and a bunch of things like that. That's the first part. The second part is the strategy, like when you should use it. Uh, and that, that is also affected by, so you, you use it very seldom, like once or twice per level. Uh, and the game is kind of hectic. So uh, people just kind of <laughs> don't have time to in- incorporate that into their, their, their gameplay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I tried a bunch of things, uh, but I, I still think I haven't really found found how it should be. So one one of, thing. Uh, yeah, oh, go ahead. It's, it's kind of panic inducing for me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just gonna wait, wait, but this like waiting, like just just group together, clutch together now, because you just want to <laughs> take out so many of them when you fire yep. this thing. Uh, depending on the weapon you have, because they do various things. But uh, the earlier ones, I don't want to spoil it for too many people. It's just a, it's a big fat white beam of death, yep. uh, and uh, it does take out. It's just, it's, you know, it will disintegrate anything in its path, pretty much. Uh, I think. Yep. <laughs> it does, yeah, except for bosses. Does. Except for bosses, of course. Um, and uh, yeah, it's 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 devastating, absolutely devastating. But like I said, you can actually fire it off and then take out one of the small. Cause just you realise, oh wait, I just killed one of the little skull dudes. <laughs> yeah, and then you feel like you wasted your your ultimate, and then yes. then the big wizard dudes uh, kind of spawn, and then you're screwed. Yeah, uh, yeah. just just yeah. you know. I can see you're, you know, you're, you're wrestling with it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't wrestle with it. I think it's lovely. And the fact you're advertising, you go, look, you got this thing. And that, for me, <laughs> when I saw that, uh, it's BFG. BFG. And ever since, very relatively recently, I've now embraced the fact that, you know, when you play an RPG or uh, and you have this thing in your inventory, mm. and it sat, I, sits there for like I, maybe 40 hours in the game. Sorry, again. Uh, no, I would just say, to me, for me, it's always been the elixirs and mega elixirs in Final Fantasy. Yeah. Uh, I just, uh, I'm gonna need it next fight. I, yep. I'm yep. just, I'm, I'm just save scumming through this instead, uh, or, or something to that effect. Uh, and yeah, I definitely uh, recognize what you're saying with 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 uh, with the ultimate in, in Hell's Other Demons. It's it's one of my like oh, I want to solve this. So th- things I want to try is like make make you use it more often, like make it less powerful but still powerful enough to, to kind of save you from a from a bad situation, but charge it up faster and uh, maybe maybe not make it as powerful. Um, one idea could, I could had. Be a Go ahead. One, one idea I had for it was that one particular level, you jump in and you realise you can't fire a regular weapon. The only one you can fire is your ultimate. Mm-hmm. So you know, the only way to get to that is you actually start dumping all on the demons and stuff, and you get it, and then you fire it off. But because the 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 cooldown period is quite long, and that's what you could do. You could just give it a cooldown, just give it a cooldown, and then. And then after a while, it gets back up again, and he can fire it again, and then get back again, and he can fire it again. And make him fire it off five or six times during that particular level, and that that might be quite interesting. It might be quite that will make the player think differently because yeah. they've been playing in a certain way, and all of a sudden, all of their tactics, all their strategies have just gone because, like, well, your gun's gone, but you get your ultimate. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's got a timer as well. This one, you know, you get, it's just an idea I had. Like, you know. It's, to, to change things around a bit. Yeah, I've been yeah. down those kinds of paths. Too, oh, yeah, so. I'm sure. It's interesting. Last question. I know all good things must come to an end, but uh, oh, last no. question is this. There's an overworld map. 
We haven't discussed this yet, but there is yeah. another world map, everyone. In the campaign, there's an arcade mode as well, but I'm telling you playing the arcade, you know, the campaign mode. And uh, and each level, you know, you move a little dot around and you get to shops. If you, you have to fight your way to the shops, which is pretty close to real life if you think about it. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, it's uh, that bad in London, right? <laughs> oh yes, always. Um, and um, although I don't remember jumping on people's heads or shooting oh. them. Well, Nah. <laughs> um, but each level has its own built-in built set of challenges. Yes. You know, for example, never dying or never taking any damage. Uh, well, not to say never taking any damage. And never firing your weapon is one. Yep. Uh, and never firing your ultimate is another one. Yeah. And ge- guess if that encourages people to use their ultimate. <laughs> doesn't you're, you're rewarding them for playing the game wrong <laughs> yeah. it's like oh why yeah. did i where what, mm, what are you well. doing <laughs> how did they come about was it something uh, that's always been there was it was it just a what, what is it about them what, why are they why are they there they're there to give you sort of a an extra challenge right. uh in terms of uh which ones i choose so I think uh, the three the three that are in the game is like don't take damage, don't fire your weapon, or don't use your ultimate. Um, they don't give you anything except for like a mark on the map. So they're not there to give you more uh, gems or anything like that. So they're purely like a, what do you say, like a, a self-imposed uh, challenge. Um, but it's like. I wanted to give some replay uh, value to to the campaign mode. The game used to be only arcade mode, and then we did uh, the the campaign mode as uh, uh, not as an afterthought, but but a little bit like as a complement to to the arcade mode for for a specific kind of uh, player uh, that are more like one something that's a little bit more long term. Uh, wanna? It's a more of a grindy, <laughs> grindy kind of game mode. You, you you get your gems, you replay the same level multiple times, and while you're doing that, why not throw in some acknowledgement that that uh, that you can kind of play the game in different ways and re- give you a little bit of a reward, yeah, just a little check mark on the map to to show you that yeah, you you could actually just use your stomps to. Um, uh, to defeat the level. Uh, there's also the fact that one thing that I like about the campaign mode is the way that you're optimizing your build for different different things. Uh, so if you were to want to do uh, a run or a run of a level without shooting your weapon, you might uh, add an, uh, uh, an upgrade that gives you faster uh, recharge on your ultimate, or you could uh, give you more stomp damage, which you might not t- take otherwise. Or it could be you shoot down when you're jumping, the, the Ojiru boots, uh, or a uh, hundred different things that, that, that could be good for, for a specific level. So I, I kind of like that, uh, or I, I kind of like the ob- objectives from, from, the, uh, from the perspective of like optimizing your build for a specific thing. Um, yeah, and not taking damage, uh, it doesn't really, uh, it's not good to you to pick up the, the extra health, uh, upgrades for those. Right. So that it, it just gives it a little bit more flavor and yeah. a little bit of, uh, of replay. Yeah. Oh yeah. New game plus people. Don't uh, sort of, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. No, it's a fantastic response. And I just wanted to ask about those and it's just, just trying to piece together how this all came together, and I think they've got a pretty good idea. Very organic, which is always it is. probably yeah. the best way. But that's why I want because it feels like that. It feels like it started from a really good idea and just expanded from there, and uh, that's where all the best games come from. So yeah, yeah, I, I kind of think so. <laughs> Hell is other demons by Cuddle Monster Games. Yep, is out on Windows, PC, and Switch. Any other platforms? Because I've got this oh. wrong once, and then I decided to let the developer tell me what the other platforms are, if there are any. Yeah, so you, in trouble. 
So on Steam, you can get it on, on uh, Windows, Mac, and Linux. Uh, yep, and then you can get it on Switch. And then there's the, the publisher's platform, Cartridge, where you can get it on uh, Windows and uh, Mac. Right. Yes. Yeah. And then my laptop's a Mac, so I'd like to put games that I can run on it on it. So when I'm yep. traveling, I'm <laughs> a bit of, you know. And Macs can take a bullet and still go. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's four years old and doesn't feel like it. Amazing. Yeah. We've got the same for the PC. It's like, put me out of pasta now. <laughs> I can't, <laughs> can't do this anymore. So, um, yeah. but uh, Hannes, it's been fantastic having you on. Thank you for being so open and candid about the development of. Oh, thank you for having me. It was it was a blast. So, oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. I know I did. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you're more than welcome to come back. We have had return guests. In fact, we've had a bit of a rush of return guests recently because the show being as old as it is, and you know how long t- <laughs> games take to make, they go, you know, five years later, they come back and go, oh, here's the next game. <laughs> and I said, yeah. well, it's taken five years. Yeah, no, it wasn't supposed to take long, that long, but it did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with my prototypes. Maybe there's something we can discuss there. Indeed. Uh, but in the meantime... Yeah. I do wish that the very, very best of luck in your future endeavours, whatever they may be. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks.